A word of warning. Today, we're chatting about the legend of Vox Machina, and things are bound to get rowdy. Make sure you watch through Season 2, Episode 9. Welcome to Words and Whiskey Short Pours, a mostly monthly podcast where we have a fun time discussing fictional worlds and the people that create them, all while boozing just a little bit. My name is Cross, and today I'm joined by PJ, Leslie, and Josh. We are going to be chatting again about the mythical, the magical, the mighty Vox Machina. Well, not mighty. Ah! That's the next one. I mean, yeah, right. 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 Yes, that is technically the next one. But I like the meme. <laughs> I like, you know. So, so based on this intro, you're giving us permission to be really, really rowdy, right? Like that's what you're saying. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's woo! full permission to just say whatever you want. I mean, really try and get us canceled. You know, that's yeah, actively. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. On mm-hmm. this but one. we don't have math art today. Yeah. Yeah. Math art is busy. They are busy. So that is what it is. It we knew happens. we knew that one of these was going to have like some. I mean, we missed PJ last week. Mm-hmm. We're replacing PJ with Mathar. I so. thought PJ was just really quiet I'm, last week. I was just quiet. I oh yeah, PJ was just really quiet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until he, just, he didn't. He didn't talk. He had nothing yeah. to say. A lot to say about that third episode. Really <laughs> 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 fired up on that one. Well, you know, yeah. I think. I think the goal is to make this a really just bad and uncomfortable conversation so Mathar doesn't feel like they missed out on anything. Yeah, then, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. <laughs> Our show, Catacomb Party, just sucks. Do you guys ever have like a bad time playing underneath Mathar? Like, I just feel like we're on the worst rails <laughs> and the world is so small. Oh, and no, no, fun. No. <laughs> We're it's never allowed to explore anything. Zero creativity. So many I mean, rules. their voice isn't good. I don't like listening to their voice, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> None uh, of the voices. Zero description to anything. Yeah, they're they're just mean. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <it's> <laughs> brutal. Oh, that might be true. Brutal, brutal. <laughs> that, that, that's probably <laughs> true. <laughs> you you want to know why Mathar is probably missing this? Is because they're prepping for recording tomorrow. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I almost guarantee it. Actually, now I, that I think I'm about positive, it, yeah. I'm I'm positive that's what's going on. So I'm very excited. <laughs> Regardless, we miss you, Mathar. We'll definitely have you here for the next one. So we will we will see you then. But today we're going to be talking about episodes three or seven through nine of season two of Vox Machina. Of course, the legend of Vox Machina, as we have before. So quickly, before we hop into the episodes and everything else like that, let's talk about what we're drinking. We'll start with PJ. What are you having on this marvelous afternoon? I have a beer called Passionberry Peach Puff Tart from the Brewing Ooh. Project. Wow. Ooh. Sounds sweet. It's a sour ale with milk sugar, passion fruit, peach, blackberry, and marshmallow flavor. Whoa. Yum. It what percent is it? It's super, super sweet. What was that? What percentage is it? 5.6. Okay. Not bad. Yummy. That's tasty. That's tasty. Leslie. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, you kick it off. You're right. Good Good on you, PJ. You do it. Yeah, taking that oh, initiative. Right. I like it. Right. Fuck. Fuck me. <laughs> I'm... Drinking a nice little local seltzer from Glendale, Arizona by, it's called a White Claw Raspberry. <laughs> wow. Yep. Wow. Ooh. ASMR stream. <laughs> <laughs> Refreshing. I, I'm still recovering from being sick and laughing this hard. Is oh, yeah. Are you cough. feeling better? <laughs> oh, so much better. Thank Good. God, finally. But I've still got like that deep, like mucusy, like cough mm-hmm. going on. It's great. Describe it more. 
in more detail. No, 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 no. no. Mm. <laughs> if, if you think about like a web collapsing and then becoming like a ball of phlegm as it pushes up your esophagus and into the back of your throat. Okay. Yep. That's, no, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> and then it drips back down. You know what I mean? Like it, and then it, mm, it goes mm-hmm, back down mm-hmm. and it resumes. Yeah. And then very it got, cool. And then, yeah. Yeah. Back and forth. It's like forever. a prairie dog going in and out of a hole. <laughs> but like if it was also an amoeba. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, what are you drinking? <laughs> well. Bits. Bits. <laughs> <laughs> I today I am drinking crisp, refreshing, a purified water from my hydro flask, adorned with multiple stickers from multiple things that I enjoy. I'll go into detail. Uh, <laughs> Zelda, uh, <laughs> Animal Crossing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm just drinking water because after my flub and the first set of three episodes, I will not be drinking on these episodes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's the deal leslie you could drink on the last episode you just have to check beforehand. Okay. you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. like on the last one you could you could do it yeah also i trust going. you enough to yeah. check it yeah right yeah <laughs> i so. don't trust that thank you for trusting <laughs> oh, me well, that's, but, that's, that's yeah. maybe she'll have a white claw as we discuss yeah at the very last nine. one yeah <laughs> <laughs> i hit record yeah. open the can that's it yeah <laughs> Click. <laughs> I am having because I don't deserve to be thrown to, and I understand. Oh. I'm, I'm just a miserable <laughs> sack. For some of, reason, hey, I thought you opened this up today. You know? <laughs> no, I always. And that's everybody. All right, let's go watch the. Uh, <laughs> watch the I'm having a tropical lightning from Wilmington Brewing Company. It's as close as you get to like a staple IPA in the area. There are tons of breweries here for the record. I, I want to say it's 22 breweries for Very a quarter nice. of a million people. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So lots of options, but this is one of the like three that you can get at pretty much any bar you go to. It's really, it's really just an excellent beer. They kill it. They crush it. Everything that Wilmington Brewing Company puts out rules. But yeah, nice. I figured that I'd I mean, just do yeah, start with a standard. Very 22 nice. breweries is really cute, you know. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. Hey. 150, hey, baby. San Diego. What, what? You know what? <laughs> Did you just Google that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We also have yeah. like 3 million people instead of Yeah, right. Million, I know. So I was like yeah. a quarter of a million. Yeah. Yeah, a quarter of a million or whatever. <laughs> We've got and four. I, I mean, the rationale is... Yeah, P- I was going to say, PJ's got the same population and has four breweries. <laughs> oh, no. oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, really? Leslie and I are from Fresno, California, originally, and that's a half a million. And I I want to say we have like 10, maybe. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah. You're doing pretty good over there. It's, it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. We've got like five distilleries, too, so it's pretty sweet. All right. Well, sweet. With that, does anyone have anything else that they want to bring up before going into these episodes? No one's watched them, right? No, Gosh, we have not watched the them. Yeah, we actually yeah. managed not to, and I'm mad about it. And uh, <laughs> it's been all over my social feed. I feel like I've seen all three mm. episodes anyways spoiled for me because I waited for you. But, <laughs> you know, it's fine. Yeah, well, we love them, so... It's yeah. true. It's true. I'll this is, this is the ultimate show of Josh's yeah. love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it really says. is. It was rough. <laughs> Every night likes I you. asked Leslie, I'm like, do you think we should just watch him? And she's like, no. And I was like, love, <laughs> no, baby. No, no, no. <laughs> so it wasn't me. Leslie didn't let me. <laughs> well, thank you to so, Leslie for course. preserving as much of Josh's experience as you could. It's what I do. <laughs> All right, well, sweet. Well, we'll see you on the other side of episode seven, The Fey Realm. 
that gets us through episode seven. All right. Zero, zero practice. Doing it dry. Going to try and do it as Garmili. <laughs> Garmili? Oh, hello. <laughs> After escaping from the Black Dragon, Umbrasil, Vox Machina is split up. Half of the party find themselves lost in another dimension. Mysterious Fey Realm. They encounter strange dangers as they seek to recover the next vestige of divergence. Meanwhile, the other half of the party searches for a way to heal their cursed teammate. It's more Lucky Charms, wow. but you know. It was, it was I mean, it did, it did the trick, yeah. so like. <laughs> it was a decent Billy Boyd impression at the very least. I tried, you know. <laughs> Billy, I'm sorry. I'll do better next time. I know you listen to this podcast, so. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thanks, Pippin, for subscribing for years. We appreciate it. (laughs) You guys might recognize him on the Discord as P-Dog. Pippin Dog, I believe, is his Mm -hmm. Or Sir Pipsalot. He actually subscribed twice on Patreon. (laughs) Yes, of course. He's got the money, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What did you guys think of that? That was fun. Loved it. Yeah, I thought I thought that that one was fun. I so like art wise, it feels like it's one of my favorite episodes. Plot wise, it was a lot very quickly to like get us kind of from point A to B. I, it, it feels like bad to say like not a lot happened, but like kind of right. like we got some good character moments, and like I still think that this was a great episode. But like we kind of just got from A to B, and that's a okay. Sometimes you have exactly. to do that. It's that like exact halfway point of the season where it's like shifting into the next arc, and it's kind of like it's a lot of setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it's kind of solidifying my thoughts on this season as almost like four episodes, even though they're split up into three episodes for each drop. Yeah, like it almost feels like each drop is a standalone episode. So like this is a good lead in into the next two for this like section. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if they wanted to release hour and a half episodes are like no no <laughs> have to split <laughs> it into three <laughs> well i think originally the kickstarter was like a well it was a 30 minute special and then they're like we're gonna do an hour and a half like special was what they wanted to do so whenever they got picked up mm-hmm. I, I think they were just like we're just gonna make four movies at a time <laughs> and put them out you know so yeah, um, and it basically does that while adhering to like the standard like 26 minute animated format where you have you know basically a three arc Exactly. It does. Right. It does it really well. But yeah, this one definitely feels like a lot of setup for the next two. So I'm really excited to watch those after this. I wouldn't say nothing happened because I got to see Percy with three peni. So, I mean, that's something Mm -hmm. that happened. That happened. That's true. That did happen. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck, man? Those drawings were so funny. Garmili, I love you. The drawings were great. Garmili, the talking butthole. For that brief uh, moment, full was great. Carry. It was just I, like I was in Ace Ventura there for a second. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was really curious how they were going to tackle the the sketchbook, but I'm glad they did it the way they did. It, they didn't even. I was like, oh, I wonder how they'll adapt that, and they just said exactly the way it was described. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. No, <laughs> like, oh, I really thought they might backpedal a little or something, <laughs> just like a little bit. Yeah. No. <laughs> Full on in. Also, we got we got Ashley Johnson singing in this episode. Pretty mm-hmm. sure the outro was Laura Bailey singing. That's tight. That but was awesome. I hope by the end of yeah. this this show we get everybody singing at least once. And the outro being like the spooky version of the fun song they were singing halfway through it was fucking tight. Mm-hmm. And the swords destroyed? Mm-hmm. Question yeah. mark. Yeah, and then like Leslie was saying, the sword destroyed, Craven Edge broken and battered, leading to 
I feel like this is going to put pull us into the campaign comparisons as we yeah. talk about this, right? Yeah, because yeah. I know waiting. that this ends differently in the campaign. But I love that this decision from a writing standpoint of making it something that's more of a character driver than what it is in the campaign. So maybe we'll just spin over that way. Oh, drug trip. I want to talk about the drug trip. <laughs> yeah, we'll we talk about the drug in. trip and then we'll jump yeah. into the comparison. That was so good. That was so... I, like not only just changing animation styles, but almost completely flipping out of anything else that I've seen Titmouse do stylistically. Yeah, so wild, yeah. so good. It was so <laughs> also like greatly written on a comedic level. Like mm. it's it's easy to be like drug trip funny, but like coming back out of it and like the rings under their eyes and having <laughs> completely different experiences. Like, I just feel like shit. I love that. Uh, like they did the different experiences that like Vex and Keyleth had because it just felt like every, like, like Keyleth was like, Whoa, I connected on a spiritual level. And it just felt like every music festival I've ever been to and talking to anybody there. So I, you know, I loved it. Mm-hmm. That's all. <laughs> yeah. I could tell they I had- love trinket talking. Oh, yeah. oh, shout out to Cheech, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Two lines. So Two yeah. lines. Hey, you know, in the campaign, Vex and Scanlan and Keyleth, I think, all get the speak with animals ability. Mm-hmm. So maybe Cheech is around for the long haul. Maybe that is what mm-hmm. Trinket sounds like. I don't know. <laughs> so, be interesting. They call me Two Lines Magoo. <laughs> anyway, I, I felt like they had to have been having a ton of fun with that animation. It's just so, oh, yeah. so wildly different. Feel like if they were pressed for time, this is something that could have been cut a little bit more. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. But it definitely like didn't need to be as long as it was. That little interlude. But yeah. still, it so luxuriated. It was fun. Yeah. I was glad that it went <laughs> like that's what made it different to me too, is it's like we're actually in it. And like you were saying earlier, Josh, like the the reactions being different and also the depth of the interactions in those moments were like this is clever because we also described the Feywild as a drug trip previously. Right. So a drug trip from the realm of dr- drug trips is this sort of <laughs> yeah. extra layer of crazy that was yeah. great. Also yeah. for me, it's it's moments like that or like the little montage song of like Pike and Scanlan and Grog. Like it's stuff like that that makes a show like plot is plot. We'll get to it. <laughs> so having these moments where you just take a second for like something that's actually really fun to watch is always super super fun for me like i i really really liked this episode it it is a part of for me as like a fan of critical role the parts of the campaign i always enjoy more which are less like lore drops and big fights and more like we're dicking around doing some ridiculous mm-hmm. stuff that nobody could have anticipated least of all us you know and definitely had like it captured that like fun playful D vibe that is just hard to capture in a scripted animated series so mm-hmm. yeah i think it's a treat that we have two long songs back to back episodes right or i guess not back to back but back to back if you in in their three episode drops no no the song was the last was episode. that the last episode yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. well, then I was right. So it's quite a treat to have a long song back to back. Such, such joy. <laughs> and they were both singing. It was so good. Little, uh, I hate country, but that was that was great. That was that was solid oh, country. That was that was more in your like Dolly Parton country area, less in your Florida Georgia <laughs> line. You know, <laughs> true. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the sword seemed pretty easy to 
destroy. I mean, Raven Edge, yeah. Yeah. Is this where we're going to jump into campaign comparisons? I think I think should, we should jump into the campaign differences here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do it. I see PJ like just chomping at the microphone. <laughs> I know, I'm going to let PJ go first. <laughs> so this, I mean, I'm this, sure it took a lot, but... This episode has so much that's not in the campaign. So uh, much. This this party split doesn't happen. The way that Craven Edge is dealt with doesn't go down like this at all. Grog never gets like super skinny and immobile. <laughs> like I like that they're using it as the vehicle to sort of spark that relationship between Scanlan and Pike a little bit. Yeah. Thinking about it, them in the Feywild. Maybe maybe it's fine that these three weren't a part of this journey, you know? Yeah. Well, like they, Pike wasn't in the Feywild. Right. That's true. Grog and Scanlan do almost nothing. Grog, I think, fucks a water nymph. Yeah. Of course. But <laughs> Very it actually gets kind of important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe we'll have to figure out a way to bring that back. But, and then, like, Scanlan is one of... Oh, man. Spoilers. Well, we don't know that the show will go this route because they've already changed so much. But in the in the campaign, returning from the Feywild, you have to like roll a constitution save or your like memories fucked from that time. And you might just forget any of it happened, basically. And I think that happens to Scanlan and he's able to like get some of it back. And then he has like some modified memories on other people as their memories are being fucked up. Shit like that. But like it doesn't have any lasting effect on Pike or Scanlan. And it's not like a particularly important arc for Grog. So it does make sense to separate them out in this way. And also with Craven Edge in the campaign, like a big part of the mechanic of it, and we all looked up the mechanic last time and kind of talked about it, is those levels of exhaustion. So having him be like turned super scrawny and unable to stand, like is a fun way to kind of represent that, I think, even though it is wildly different than what happens in the campaign. Mm-hmm. How is wh- it seems to also give him a journey, like a little bit of a journey too, and a, a place to go, which you can imagine with a barbarian character is something that's often lacking is like a motivation for change. And like right. this fallout of Craven's Edge feels like a motivation for change in a in a positive way. Find his strength. Or a reason to adapt. Yeah. yeah. Where does his strength come from? Mm-hmm. Anyways, okay. PJ, you were gonna say how how did that arc end in the campaign? I'm trying to remember. The Craven Edge arc or the Feywild? The Craven Edge one. Is it a like eventually, dimension, right? Eventually he used it too much and he failed his con save and he fell over dead. Right. And wow. then they revivified him and he had to spend like the next like ten days recovering one level of exhaustion at a time every long rest. And yeah. it was really rough. And they took Craven Edge and threw it in a pocket dimension. I think mm-hmm. yes, yep, yep, yep. Which is a lot to explain to non D and D players in a half hour episode of a show of like, all right, this is a pocket dimension. If we use this spell, we can put it here. No one can get it unless they have this spell and they know where it is. <laughs> you know, like, and seeing as now, I can't speak to this a hundred with a hundred percent certainty because I have not seen the last two episodes of the original campaign. It is just like the. The final fight with Vecna and the like wrap up episode, and I'm waiting for a friend. We're gonna watch those together. He's on episode like 102 or something. But I don't think Craven Edge ever really comes back, so just destroying it makes sense. 
plot wise mm-hmm. so that people aren't like sitting there like but craven edge is in the pocket dimension what are they going to do with that because if you leave threads mm-hmm. like that in a show and then you don't pay them off it's different than in a campaign where it's just you understand that that's how campaigns work that's fair people right. will yeah. be like what the fuck there was all of these threads left open that they didn't wrap up it's like game of thrones season eight all over again mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. <laughs> giving it something a bit more final knowing it doesn't come back good way to do it yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm down with that I yeah, my D- only wish is that they let it ride for a little bit longer, but I get that like that's the pace of the show. They got to move fast. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I really I didn't expect to even in the last set of episodes see the conclusion to the violence happen as quickly as it did versus the introduction of like the violent tendencies. Then to this, right? Like that's a very quick, you know, four episode really kind of seeing that that mm-hmm. manifest, and it's it's good that it happened. I think that that's logical, but it was it was quick. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because it is a show for like clearly for adults, you know, and we're used to like the three penai. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and adult entertainment. We're used to kind of slower burn mm-hmm. plot points that really build up. But this is moving at like an avatar pace, you know, true. Like Aang will be like, I don't want to kill anybody and spend two episodes talking about it. And then it gets resolved with like him learning why he, why he doesn't have to kill anybody. <laughs> like, it is that true. like animation pace. But just with adult mm-hmm. content. So it's like, it can be a little jarring on the two of them, but they're managing it very well, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think PJ originally has painted this for me because I don't know exactly how long the Chroma Conclave arc is in terms of episodes, but it's like 50 episodes, right? 50, 60, like most of the campaign, right? It's a lot. Something Before like that. Yeah. Between 40 resolved, and 50, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is Yeah, significant. It's a lot of content to cut down. Yeah. Any other campaign comparisons that you guys had in your head? Like you said, it seemed like this was mostly invented for the show. So that makes this even more interesting. Yeah. All of the Feywild is truncated and. <laughs> and Cute. It's a first. Anyway. <laughs> the little bark in the background. Sorry yeah. About that. Yeah. No, it's ball. the first time I've heard of bark too. Yeah. His, yeah. Uh, his ball is yeah. under the uh, couch. Uh, he's quite mm. upset about it. Gotcha. <laughs> but it's it's kind of par for the course, right? Like they have to truncate things. So they're just kind of, I mean, they're already to Syngorn, which was a few episodes of travel. And they knew, the they knew Realm it was there. Facts. I think they knew it would be there when they first yeah. traveled. Um, so. so we'll see. We'll see what happens There's- with that. I would say also within that, like a lot of the stuff they took out of the Fey Realm if I remember correctly, is like not very important stuff, but is kind of grog centric. So it makes sense that they would kind of montage past that because there's like the the water nymph thing. And then there's and I hope I'm not mixing stuff up with campaign two, but I believe there's like a werewolf clan and a fairy clan. That they're like dealing oh. with for a while. Is that campaign and- one or campaign two? I know Travis is super into werewolves, and I think that's like the first time it gets brought up. And Grog kind of is like considering being a werewolf for a second there. Mm-hmm. And then like nothing really comes of that. They just kind of like get out of that situation and bounce. Right. And then they end up in Singorn, which they knew was there in the campaign. And that's that's like that's the major like plot points that they skip over. But like, I don't think it would have made for great television. Unless they had like 22 episodes per season or something like that. And yeah. could mm-hmm. kind of like afford these like less driven episodes. 
PJ, yeah. PJ's deep in thought. Is that campaign two where they meet the, the fairies I, I and the lichens? I can't remember. Well, luckily, we're talking about campaign one and the Fey Realm. So why does the Fey Realm hate Vax? What 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 is that about? Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So this feels like a, a thing that you guys can't touch on. So this is a great kind of. We can maybe transition into a little bit of predictions here. I, I think it's. I think it's because of the Matron of Ravens thing, right? But it's clearly a manifestation of like the Fey Realm is a realm of life or like of a different nature mm. and it rejects the gods in its own way maybe not all the gods but at the very least yeah. the champion of the matron of ravens i don't remember so this being a plot point at all and i think that they go to the fey realm before maybe they don't i can't remember. no they go order. to the fey realm after so, yeah. after that because there's some plot points within the fey realm that stem from percy's guilt right over mm. getting vex killed but yeah, I don't remember like the there. It's attacking Vax as a plot okay. point at all. I do remember so it must be that connecting being, it to something else. Well, I remember there being later. plants and grass that are like reactionary to your mood, like they did in this. It was kind of different, and they definitely were going after Vax because it's this is like the emo Vax arc. Like <laughs> Liam plays him so emo, I was like over it by the time he actually finds happiness again. I'm like, wow, this is depressing. But it wasn't. It was like a throwaway one combat thing. So it's fun to like see them kind of taking that and rolling with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we can't speak to it not because of spoilers, but because it's new. Okay, <laughs> sure. And then like that whole city is in the Fey Realm, and then that character said that it just kind of showed up. So I'm interested mm-hmm. to see like <laughs> did that is did a like a. I guess this would be a prediction part of so I'll save it. Or are we in predictions? Yeah, we're yeah. we're there pretty much. We're we're cool. chatting about well, yeah. my prediction <laughs> uh, <laughs> for why the city is here. I can only think of like someone kind of like pocket dimension we were talking about earlier. Like maybe someone was like, This city sucks. I'm gonna banish this whole city to this crazy ass realm. Have fun, kids. Have fun, everybody. But I don't know. It's kind of weird. Or maybe the elves, because elves are stingy, were like, we don't want to be a part of this human... Well, I guess it's not a human world. But we don't want to be a part of this world. And they left, or like Greyhaven style. I don't know. I, so. I think I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you on the, on the second one. And I would go so far as to say, like, Vex and Vax's dad was such an asshole that he was like, I can't even be on the same plane as you, and took the whole city with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like... That's the ultimate spite is like, you don't have a home anymore. Goodbye. See you <laughs> like, later. That's the ultimate yeah. bad interesting. dad. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure the characters really will get back happened, together but, yeah. at some point. Maybe. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it seems like they're going to go through this city and those three characters will just not see it. So I guess yeah. it's fine. Yeah. They're going to go through dope. the waterfalls and get a arrow, bow and arrow. Maybe. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say there was a pretty dope two reference. Yeah, I was about to ask. Did I'm, you hear I'm that one word? S- Which one? I'm, I'm excited to see if I, that starts popping up more. I, what was the word? You don't have to tell Yeah, well, Josh already spoiled it for me by saying it to me right when it happened. So. I, God damn it. it Do it for me. I've watched so much of Campaign 2. I how, don't, I just how don't know much it. of Campaign 2? God. I, Garnelli like, said I'm, a word. I, when Garnelia was speaking, all I was thinking was Pippin. So, like, I was I was in a different <laughs> world, plane of existence. I'll, I'll give you one and more hint, it and it's Garnelia says he is but a something, and that's up to you if you want to figure out what that means. Mm. 
Oh, he's one of the, yeah. Okay, so I'm at, I'm at the point where that's like a question with uh, with what's his name. We'll talk about it. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I understand. For the record, the Fey Realm werewolves do happen in in season one or campaign one, the Fendir, and they are in the Fey Realm episode sixty one. That Nailed was it. such a fun like sub arc. It's like the <laughs> yeah. politics of the fairies versus the werewolves was <laughs> yeah. wow hilarious, was- but like really deep. Really great, really deep. Doesn't affect the plot at all or any of the characters. So I see why they took it out. But I hope they give us a little, a little something of some werewolves or fairies later on. I mean, they've been mm-hmm. doing enough references yeah. to little things. Like, yeah. maybe I know Josh. You you probably just forgot that this came up, but you were cracking up when Scanlan was like, "Oh, Keyleth really has got to learn spells." Yeah, so love Marisha Ray, but yeah, a constant in one is Marisha Ray does not know how all of her spell work spells work, and Matt is like extra hard on her because they're together. You know, <laughs> it's just like learn your spells is like you could you could do a super cut of Matt being like gotta learn your spells, and whenever he's like being mean. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fun stuff, fun fun stuff, and she deserves it half the time. I mean, there's a certain goldfish scene. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that shows up. It's gotta. It's gotta. (laughs) All right. Should we go watch episode two? Because I let's go watch episode two. (laughs) Slash episode eight. Echo tree. So So we'll see you on the other side. Three point two. Three point two. To episode eight, Echo Tree. Oh yeah. <clears throat> For the summary. Echo. In the Fey Realm, Vox Machina unexpectedly discovers the city of Syngorn and meets Vax and Vex's father. After the emotional encounter, Vox Machina journeys deeper into the Fey Realm, searching for the next vestige of divergence. The Fenthrasbo. To acquire it, they must confront an ancient and powerful archfey. Meanwhile, back in Taldore, Scanlan and Pike attempt to nurse Grog back to health. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. The most First demon reaction. slayer ass episode I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen. So, so cool. <laughs> yeah. Love this one. It, it, this one was great. Yeah. I never expected that Henry Winkler would be in an episode of Demon Slayer. (laughs) (laughs) So hot. Um, I would have been like, that's okay. I will be with you. Oh, yeah. Leslie Leslie would have saundered it up right away. (laughs) Saundered. Take me away. Saundered and bothered. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know her type and it's it's hot, edgy, emo tree boys. (laughs) Yeah. That's me. (laughs) Oh, no. It's so good. I also loved Troy Baker being again typecasted as Daddy Issue Generators, the character, <laughs> yes. because like that is Troy Baker, yeah. right? Like yeah. he he does it in the Dota show Dragon's Blood, which okay. if you haven't seen, by the way, is wonderful. Oh my god, so good! Only three seasons. It was excellent. Animated by the the people that did Korra 
Or, nice. Wait, yeah, oh, this, this is, they were the same group that did Korra. This is so some of the Titmouse did didn't Korra. do Korra. Yeah, oh, so okay. it, it is, but it is the same art department that it's the same carryover art department from studio to studio, kinda. Okay. They just work on the same yeah. project. So it's got the same stylings. It feels like an avatar adjacent show. Anyway, highly recommend it. Um but in that, obviously in The Last of Us, obviously, I mean the Joker is like type A daddy yeah. issues generator. <laughs> where where else do we go with this? Oh, here, yeah. <laughs> Slidor, right? Sildor, Sildor, yeah. Sildor so close. Yeah. Wait, what? No, wait. No, Sondor is the Sonder oh, is Sondor's not the, the dad. Guy. Is the evil Sonder's one. the Archway. Yeah. Isn't it Sil- Isn't it Sildor? It's Sildor. Yeah, it's Sildor. It's Sildor. Okay. All right. Not, all right. <laughs> hey Matt Mercer, oh, maybe make now. your names more different. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> Matt has dad issues, clearly. I mean, like mm-hmm. if oh, we yeah. if we've learned anything over the course of the <laughs> <laughs> Um, we don't we all all right my dad is oh, just damn. a chill guy who plays guitar in hawaii <laughs> he used to i don't think he realized it at the time but we've like figured it out since he used to play guitar as like a gig gigging just like ambient guitar guy at the restaurant our friend tim worked at when he lived in jack johnson yeah, pretty much. Matt Mercer's dad is like Jack Johnson with probably, I assume, more silly voices. <laughs> Just v- different variations of banana pancakes. Like, <laughs> it's all he plays. Plantain waffles. Mm. Bits. All right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so, Leslie's like, I'm nothing we don't have math here. art, but Crossland is filling in. Yeah, Just fine. yeah you're so, doing great. Keep it going. And BJ. Five more, five more minutes of it. <laughs> no, I, I really like this episode front to back. I mean, I actually was so enraptured by it that I usually like take notes so that I have things to like talk about or bring up. But I took down two sentences and one of them was the daddy issues joke. <laughs> bug, bug suppository of strength and fighting an archfey with a vestige was real cool. <laughs> yeah. Those are my Dude. three notes on the whole episode because I was just in it. Like, oh, I have never Loved felt it. better to choose an, an archer as my dandy character right now because that whole like fight sequence is so cool Mm -hmm. and now vex has Mm -hmm. that so that's cool that's a dope bow (laughs) it is and we gotta we gotta wait for the campaign comparison but i want to point out a few things i saw that it was really Mm -hmm. cool to see yeah i have something to touch on as well about that but man um yeah 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 god so good I mean, again, like, I think we've said this many a time throughout the episodes, but, like, animation top-notch, it's it's impossible to go without, like, acknowledging the art department and how they pull off this story, and yeah. I, I think that, like, this was a random thought that came to me in this episode, but a lot of, like, you tear down story, or, like, after being exposed to so many stories, you're like, oh, this is how the sausage is made, and I keep thinking with animation that it's so different because this... The sausage is constructed by a bunch of different artists working together in different ways to like manufacture. And there's, it's just so different from most other mediums that that also makes it so entertaining. And I, it removes me from my usual, like, I'm going to pick this apart sort of attitude. And I, I hate that I have that, but at the same time, I love that I get to escape it here in animation. So, yeah. And it's super fun to see, like, from Pat, from the last episode to this episode, like, Mm-hmm. The 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 Sondor Fentress fight was very stylized in a different kind of style than the show is mm-hmm. always. Like it had that Demon Slayer vibe and with the music too, mm-hmm. in a, in a certain way. And it's just so different than the drug trip in last episode. And it's cool to see them like within the already set style without like feeling jarring, playing with all these other like types and feels of action and animation. And it's 
I, I'm I'm super into it. It's like it, it's all it all looks like Legend of Vox Machina, but it's just like they're really good at like this feels different than this, and it, it keeps it exciting. So, dude, Keyleth mm-hmm. jumping through the trees with the portal as like a fire elemental, tree striding through the tree enemies mm-hmm. was fucking tight. Pretty sure that wasn't in the campaign, was, but yeah, that was cool. smart. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, you know, Keyleth wouldn't think to do that in the campaign. <laughs> so it's too complicated and badass. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. <laughs> Marisha probably asked, can I tree stride through them and, like, hurt them from the inside? And Matt was like, technically, these are aberrations, not trees. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and when they were going to write this, it's like, D&D rules don't really apply, right? Cool, because exactly, we're legally yeah. distinct? Yes. All right, sweet. <laughs> so I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, PJ did miss... Sorry, PJ was very quiet for our legally distinct jokes at the top of the other episodes. Right. So. I edited oh, that episode, so I got He did it. edit it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super cool. Up. Yeah. Is the trees. No, oh, no, the, yeah. the grandpa. Oh, pop, oh, pop, pop. pop. Uh, I, was, I just, I immediately I, went to campaign too. I was like, Beauregard? What? No, no, no. Yeah, pop, pop. Oh, me. man. One yeah, hand. talk. You, Leslie, talk about pop, pop. Henry Winkler. A man. I liked that little oh, sequence. I don't know what they put in his butt, but seems like Grog didn't really get better. <laughs> I guess <laughs> releasing the curse, quote unquote. Like, I mean, this stuff never happened. You guys are saying in the campaign, so yeah, I'm sure they're. Really I love the bug suppository. Like that was that was neat to me. It was a good way to introduce the character. I'm sure, and like give again. There's this like overarching thing of like contextualizing backstories. With some of these characters, you guys off air were even mentioning the the prequel comics, right? Yeah, I, I'd heard that while I was dealing with my ice issue, pouring my whiskey drink. But yeah, I, I think now is probably a good point to reach into the campaign comparisons because, like, this episode is great. Like, we, we watch the episode again. Like, that there's your review. Like, <laughs> yeah. do it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Grog with that stinger at the end. Like, oh, yeah. my uncle killed me with them. That's that does crazy. get to my herd question. Yeah. 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 I to lead into this sort of segment, I'd actually like to ask what your thoughts are on Garmili. Did you feel like his arc was satisfying? Did it feel sort of short and un unfulfilled? Are you um, asking? I, I feel like I'm I'm Us. attributing a lot yeah. of my feelings of Garmili from season like from campaign one that there's just a lot that doesn't happen in this show. So I'm not sure if his, if his mark is made quite as well as it, mm. as I feel like it should be. So yeah, what, I feel like you that character could have been stronger in the, like it probably could have did a little more, but again, like this show is moving so fast that mm-hmm. it's hard for like any character to really make an impact, <laughs> you know? But, yeah. It's sort of the main, yeah. the main core. I, I totally agree with you. I think that the one the one thing that I would add to that is like or one of the things that I would add to that is that it felt like he was the guide, right? And that at the same time he wasn't willing to commit to fights and that was his his purpose and place in the story and I didn't see much more than that outside of like maybe a little bit of a trickster god and so it like gave some of that energy and then the transformation at the end makes it clear that he is a trickster right i have additional information there that i'm not going to bring up in the show in case anyone hasn't watched later episode seasons stuff like that but i i felt like that was satisfying in its own way of encapsulating a trickster energy but i don't know if that's what the arc was in campaign one leslie i'm sorry i cut you off the, my no i had nothing <laughs> that yeah. was it okay. yeah it's 
he was the guide. He was funny. And I wish I could have seen more of the sketches that he drew. Um, I do wish they went back to the sketchbook more. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, like when when they're talking about like the fight and like being really impressed, it would have been cool to like see the fight, but with like some dicks on it mm. in the sketchbook. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Being like, this is the most entertained I've been all week. And he pulls out the sketchbook again and it's like Vex shooting bows, but they're arrows, but they're penises. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That could have been funny. Yeah. Yeah. So on the on brand of that sort of trickster energy. Um, mm-hmm. one of the big cruxes of the campaign is that he promises to help guide them for a cost and they sort of turn that on its head and trick him into like fulfilling that promise. And that, that was just such a, like a point of mutual respect that was earned that like just is entirely excised from this story. So I felt like the existence of Garmili in this story is very important, but at the same time, not that fulfilling for me. Hmm. It's almost perfunctory in a way. Like it's, it is really just meant it it is kind of like a minimum reflection of. I mean, with, with the transformation at the end, I think like maybe you're supposed to go through that whole Fey realm sequence. Like, Oh, this is just a random side character. And then he transformed. He's like, all right, be safe, everybody. Like, oh, okay, he's going to come back. <laughs> this is going to be important later. Uh, of course, I know more because Josh has told me so many things. But it'll like help the general audience be like, okay, yeah, this is... Maybe I'll try to mental note that. Of course, they'll forget it immediately, but... Yeah, I I could have definitely... I would have been down for more Garmili. I would have, as I kind of mentioned in the last reflection, like I would love to have seen the werewolves and the pixies. At least we got the pixie mention very briefly. No, you don't want to go around. That's where the pixies are. We're not going to deal with that. It's like, okay, that's mm-hmm. nice. But yeah, I, I think the the moment of kind of outsmarting the genie, if you will, is a really cool moment that feels a little bit like it's missing. I wish we had more time to really just grip on and and squeeze everything we could out of Garmili. I mean, he really has a stranglehold on a lot of the the fans. Just really... I mean, oh, fuck. I get a little choked up thinking about it. So I don't know what you're referencing, <laughs> but <laughs> if you know, you know. All right, <laughs> would have, that would have been so good. I mean, it's coming. It's it's coming. Yeah, yeah I hope so. I I hundred percent believe it will. It has to. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't happen till. I yeah, mean, that I, does, you're right. The very end. The very yeah. very end. Yeah. Like yeah. So. Anyways, you guys are still here? <laughs> oh, 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 yes. Hi, noobs here. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. Noobs um, in the room. What other, what other campaign comparisons did you guys have? Any? You were talking about the fight scene that you wanted to mention, make mention of, right? I want to ask DJ, something think, or, about yeah. the, the gift from the gift from Percy to Vex, the little arrow thing. Like, was that in the campaign? And did you actually kill him with that? Like, kill the demon guy with that? I don't Percy makes so. a lot of shit. Does he, he does give people a lot, a lot of, of like... Okay. Sometimes. It's, it's hard to get... Items are hard to keep track of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so, like, I guess my main question re- is... memorable plot point, if it was that. Okay. Like, destroying that character, I assume it was badass in the campaign, but it just didn't go down like that, probably. Someone Some got enough stuff. hit points of damage and then okay. said, how do you want to do this? Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was Glad. almost a Glad full episode of bad. combat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so much. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's the one thing that this show has really done well 
the only thing that they've done well so far, I think. <laughs> One of the many things that this show has done very well is make D&D combat interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge fan of D&D, but wowzers, is it a lot of, well, whoever gets the final number gets to have a cool moment. And then a lot of big number rolling. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, it's hard to, I tune out a lot in the combat, in the campaigns. I'll, I'll admit that. Mm-hmm. So maybe. Interesting. Maybe she did that. I am so... <laughs> it, this this gets into like a different conversation which we can have after we finish this point yeah mm-hmm. oh and a prediction that we kind of sort of got right mm-hmm. the the city was teleported away because elves are stingy and <laughs> and yeah. they're like nope <laughs> i'm <Yeah>. out dragons <laughs> see no, you, you later <laughs> good luck yeah, let me know how it goes <laughs> yeah. i yeah, do love the- it's like I know that there's like a like a very mechanical explanation to it in the campaign. Like it's it's a whole thing. But I, I love that moment of like whenever like a new Marvel movie's coming out and the concept is kinda out there and I'm like, how are they gonna work that into like the current canon? Like that feels like that'll be really hard mm-hmm. to explain in a satisfactory way. And then it's just one Name character more, says yeah. like one line and you're like, Ah, actually I can sure they kinda had that. <laughs> like, how the fuck did the city get here? And we're all all these theories and then they're like in the show like yeah, they uh, they can make it leave whenever there's danger, and there was danger. Oh, yeah, uh, honestly, I'm cool with that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> so, yeah, peace out, Girl Scout. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. In entirely, I love that we did make that prediction. I am sad that I was a little bit wrong on the like it not being about you know disappointed dad, but I am glad that we got the disappointed dad. You know what I mean? Like oh, I got yeah, that full of course, on naturally. Yeah, so. I didn't expect it to be Troy Baker, as mentioned before, though. That was a great, great little spin for me where I'm like, ah, themes. All right. (laughs) (laughs) To to tie a couple points together, Garmili's ask of them is to give him one of the threshold crests, which is the Hmm. sort of sigils that surround Syngorn that allow it to be teleported. Mm. So his, his ask is to essentially give give him one of those yeah. like steal one of those for and him. they're like these massive like magical stones that are like embedded in the city in the wall of the city yeah i don't remember exactly how they outsmart him but they just give him something that they technically they fulfills draw it. a crest on the threshold of a door frame right. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like well that is a threshold crest <laughs> shit (laughs) (laughs) clever so yeah that would have been fun to get we didn't get a lot well without scanlan there we couldn't have gotten a lot of the disguise shenanigans that happen in singorn that shit's fun but you know it's it keeps the story moving along and yeah they were like in and out of singorn i was like all right well (laughs) yeah that was cool city (laughs) i feel like there's moments yeah it definitely goes fast but also in the campaign they're not there very long they Mm -hmm. They're there for like half of one episode, basically. I think mm-hmm. it might be a couple episodes because they go through okay. the entire thing with the captain and the hats and the yeah, yeah. But uh, every time I remember up. bits like that, I'm like, was that two episodes or was that just ten funny minutes? Mm-hmm. I really can't remember. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, if you have a lot fair. of combat to get through, it might have just been like part of one episode. But slight subtle change: the twins knew their younger sister. Like, yeah, mm. and or they knew of point, her. I don't know if they had. Uh, yeah, I think they they like they knew her because she she would like imitate she would imitate them and play like vex and yeah. vax and be like sneaking around and yeah <laughs> yeah I I I have a feeling 
Because it's like, it, it would make sense that they don't want to duplicate certain plot beats, which does kind of happen in D&D a lot. So I'm curious to see if a uh, thing that I was subtly mentioning earlier to PJ in a fun way, if that is almost worked out in a way where they trick Garmili or Artagon. So you kind of get the same payoff, but it's not like duplicated. Mm-hmm. I, I've noticed them kind of taking like payoffs and putting them somewhere else. Like I'm it huge swerve. It's interesting. We still haven't met like Dr. Dranzler or Kaylee. Right. But I assume we will. But they're just kind of moving it to make sure that like that emotional beat is where it needs to be for that character rather than it just happened here because that's how D&D works, you know? So I'm yeah. curious to see if... It's, I... it's hard to make judgments. They're until, making like, relevant done things. Done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're trying to make things, as, as far as I can understand, it seems like they're trying to make things relevant to the show in the moment. And so what that means is that you're sacrificing some of these side interactions that could happen. The one example that I can think of that's outside of that is meeting the black powder guy of whom is kind of looming in the background in my mind still <laughs> of like, are we going to, are we going to, what are we going to go back? <laughs> He's such an unimportant character. He's just fun to make Matthew the voice. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's, he literally exists for the sake of Percy being able to get supplies for, mm-hmm. for his tinkering. And, and it sense. was, it was a throwaway character that they all latched onto. So he like, and I, I do believe in the, in the campaign, Victor is how they find out that Ripley's alive. Yep. Which is like the major plot point you need Victor for. I hope they go back just because he's fun. But <laughs> I'm sure they will. He always has fewer and fewer like cans and, and mm-hmm. pieces every time they go back. Digits. Blows them off. What, what are you guys' predictions? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess we're not going back to Syngorn because Vex isn't ready to talk to dad yet, I guess. So, yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> not, not ready for daddy. You know, um, can't, can't front that. But I assume that we're going to, what is that place? West Run or? West mm-hmm. Run. West Run next. And they'll all meet up and be like, Hey, we got the bow, and they'll be like, "Wow, that's awesome, man!" <laughs> and then move right, al- move right along. So, and Grog's gonna be like, "I can't lift things." <laughs> and then they're like, "Damn!" <laughs> Damn, maybe Grog, that's maybe sad. Grog You're will soft. figure out where his strength comes from this episode because he can't Wouldn't be without be f- muscles that long. True, right? that could be interesting. I think that that's gonna be a whole thing, though. It's gonna be a Grog so, episode. if I if I had to paint a prediction. For this season, I don't feel like this is going to resolve in the next episode, but for this season, I feel like we're going in the direction that we're going. One of the things that we're going to get is the is at least the confrontation with Brazil. It feels like that's going to wrap up before the end of the season, if any dragon. And I feel like they'll want to pin the season on a dragon. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm Brazil. Um, and I think that Grog will get his strength back when he finds that he doesn't need his conventional strength, but instead the strength of his friends mm-hmm. and then seizes the gauntlets from his uncle. There you go. There you go. And then the yeah. gauntlets give him strength. He's like, actually, fuck right. that thought. Gauntlets yep. is what gives me strength. Just like Spook. All right. <laughs> <laughs> because it's and not they'll kill his uncle. Campaign, I, I want to make some predictions. I they've, sure, been, yeah. they've been throwing some fun stuff or like abilities that characters had from other items or from like class features. They're attributing those to the vestiges. So kind of make mm-hmm. it make sense why like these people are fucking superheroes rather than just like they have a lot of XP, you know? Yes. 
I, I do wonder if the gauntlets <clears throat> will be involved in restoring Grog's physical strength. It, it, would, it would make some plot sense. I also, on just the format of the show prediction, I really... I almost suggest if we're going to do one of these for the last three episodes, we watch all three and then just do one long discussion. I really think those last three episodes are going to play like a movie. Oh, boy. I'm going to need I, to take some notes. Then. <laughs> I have a feeling as well that it's going to be kind of similar. So I would think that there may be a chance that we do. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about if, the format on that you guys, one. Maybe yeah, at the end you guys of this, but do what you want. But my prediction is I have, that I have no problem. Yeah. Those last three episodes <laughs> I, are just going to be like one long my prediction is Josh is going to watch them on Thursday and mm-hmm. not tell us about it regardless all at once. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Leslie won't let me. No. no I guess I'm fun. watching it without yeah. Leslie, too. <laughs> Have fun at work on Thursday. <laughs> watch it while I'm at work on Friday. Yeah. No, I won't. So, I'll be good. Before we jump into the next episode... I have a prediction, and it ties into what Josh was bringing up before. I think Dr. Dranzel and Kaylee show up this episode, maybe right away, uh, with in Scanlan, Scanlan, Pike, and Grog drinking away their sorrows. I think that's... That's actually a great spot to put it. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do think that they would have... I feel like they got to introduce them like, by the end of the season. Because I know that the Chroma Conclave is going to go multiple seasons, but I feel like we need the introduction this yeah. season. Mm-hmm. That's a long arc to pay off. Yeah. Yeah. Right. For sure. mm-hmm. right. I wanted to end this on the conversation note that I put a pin in a minute ago, which is a little bit more of an actual play thing. So if you don't care, skip this. Fascinating comparison. I also have a problem or have difficulty with Critical Role's combat over Dimension 20's combat. And I think that is because a lot of the hits ascribed that Matt gives are like just small beats and then a big payoff, right? When, when you hit the killing blow in some way, shape or form versus Brennan in combat is consistently narrating those things and giving every action weight and description. Um, I, I agree and disagree in one way. I think the biggest difference, because if you listen to a, the combats in critical role could last five hours. They have, I've just watched one yesterday. Yep. I think Matt has like, all of the major important beats within the combat really well described with weight. And there's yeah, a bunch I, of shit that By the way, really I'm not saying that he doesn't do no, a good job. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which I think comes down to the real point of why Dimension 20's mm-hmm. combat is so much more interesting and fun to watch. It's edited. It's edited. <laughs> <laughs> there's also the heavily Fine. edited. Yeah, sure, you're right. yeah. Yeah. Dimension 20 episodes are like an hour and a half, baby. <laughs> which is why you should check out Catacomb Party Sales Comic because it is heavily edited. <laughs> heavily edited. <laughs> Our combats are 30 minutes. <laughs> yep, exactly. So th- I think that that is a huge part of it. Like True. Critical Role's whole point is we're playing D&D and you're watching it. Whereas Dimension 20 is like we're using so D&D to make an but entertaining even, show. You know? so, so my pushback my pushback there is that the, cat- the Calamity combat was spicier than any of the combat done in any other season of Critical Role, right? It still had more flavor and punch. It did take longer, which is clearly an advantage of Dimension 20, which is why I yeah. was trying to specify Brendan Lee Mulligan versus Matt right. Mercer. And I think that's just because of how much he tries to make everything as colorful as he possibly can. I think it has to do with the fact that he's done this for kids for so long, because that's a part of his whole thing, is like teaching kids how to do Aww, this. So fun. I think that he kind of like layers that in. That's definitely more. possible. I also thinking back to Calamity, only remember like maybe three rounds of actual combat. 
<laughs> I mean, they were all very high level. So <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of high intensity role play. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of combat in Calamity, but yeah, no, I there's totally get there's three combats. I think there's a lot think, of in the whole damage thing. taken and things like that. But there's I would some say like initiative rolls that are not combats. Yeah, yeah, initiative rolling through like multiple rounds where everybody goes more than yeah. once. I, I think there's. Three or four. That final episode is a blur for me where I just like, I don't know. And that's not a bad thing. I know PJ hasn't finished it yet. That's a huge attribution to like Brendan Lee Mulgan being able to make role play feel like combat. You know, like Mm -hmm. that's huge. To stack on to that, I feel like Dimension 20 and Brendan, Brendan Lee Mulligan in general, compared to the cast of Critical Role, are like much more cognizant of the idea of consuming this audio only whereas most of critical roles mm. combat it's i want to move here and they've got like laser pointers and they're like, yes they're describing where they're moving on the map without actually referencing the map very much which is something that i i feel like we've done a pretty good job of trying to keep in mind like we'll, we'll still slip up quite a bit for sure but like i feel like we tend to keep that on our minds that like this is a podcast and people don't see the maps like we see them and we have to keep it like understandable for listeners as opposed to people that are like watching the live stream and like seeing the camera of the map. Yeah. And you end up with a lot more interesting description from that. So that's definitely a big part of it. Also, I think like dimension 20 is on and I know we're not just talking about Dimension Time, we're talking about Brennan in general, but Brennan's style is developed by the practice that he gets, you know? And Dimension mm-hmm. 20 is on a network that is not about D&D, it is about entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, so the also whole true. point of Dimension 20 is to be a narrative, an entertaining, improv-based narrative, which is what they, they make. Whereas Critical Role, whenever I feel like they get too focused on being narrative and entertaining, they lose me. Whenever they just mm. are dice goblins fucking around and playing D&D like friends, I get back in. I mean, we've talked about this even recently yeah. in Campaign 3. Like, I just started getting back into it because like we had so much lore and plot and character. And then they just started like dicking around a casino and then like tried to avoid a combat by pretending like they were shooting a porno in a basement. And I was like, hey, we're back, baby. <laughs> so, not to say like <laughs> shows like Dimension 20, they are not absolute fucking goblins of chaos because they are. But whenever the intention is different, like one, you really want to feel that this is just people at a table playing a game. And one, you really right. want to feel like these are master craftsmen improv storytellers. And it's just yeah, kind of yeah, they're things. the shows are going for different things, too. Yeah. So uh, as is Catacomb Party, which is, you know, we, we do improv it all, but we edit it to make it, you know. Well, Catacomb Party is mostly going for money. We really, oh, everything we go off <laughs> of is just 100% yeah. about making another million. We're all millionaires anyways, as it is. Yeah, yeah we're a completely 100% on Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro's side. We support them with fully. <laughs> wait, back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. Wait, 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 wait. Hasbro has to give us some money before we would ever claim something egregious like that. Because Daddy Atomic Pylon has spent some money on Catacomb Party this month. That said, you can join the words and whiskey patreon at patreon.com forward slash words and whiskey show you'd fuel all of the other shows that we do because where do we funnel the money into the rest of atomic pylon (laughs) (laughs) join the patreon please thanks all right cool with that let's go to episode nine we'll see you in a second
So, episode nine, A Test of Pride. DJ. Knowing that the Titanstone Knuckles are in the city of Westrun, Pike and Scanlan come up with a plan to get them from their current owner, Grog's uncle, Grog's uncle Kevdak. But Grog, weakened by Craven Edge's curse and haunted by his last encounter with his uncle, questions whether he is strong enough of mind or body to confront Kevdak. This gives me the the immediacy of that end gives me the same vibe that our own part one finale did in where I just want the next fucking episode right now. Like, right. I got I got shivers at the confrontation. I got like I was ready to go. And I'm so excited for night when I inevitably watch all of them. Okay, good. (laughs) I mean, should we all just stay up real late on Thursday? (laughs) No, 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 no. I think I think what we do instead is we watch them and then we have notes and then we talk about the notes. We'll do it like a conventional words and whiskey episode. We'll we'll figure that out. But like, yeah, yeah, it feels like it's all going to roll into a, a conclusion as they all group up. Yeah. I love this episode's focus on never cutting back to Vex and Vex. Oh like my the, god, you're the right. Wild Squad. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Like we never do and I like didn't even notice because I was just so engrossed in the story in West Run. And the past two episodes have been like very heavily like the Percy Vex Vex of mm-hmm. crew so like but it has always had the b plot always, like i was expecting yeah. a b plot yeah. a little bit of this but it's cool to just to like all right mm-hmm. now we're like honed in we're focused i didn't expect to like get emotional and kind of tear up to grog's story like i love grog oh my God. but like yeah they they adapted that so well because like this is around the time in the campaign i started caring about grog but i never mm-hmm. like i never hit that hard i feel like that was good that was good stuff so mm-hmm. was that Pike or Pike's like that was Pike. parent or something? Okay, she says she said grandpa, yeah. and I thought she didn't know how like Grog got there, or at least that's like what it was kind of giving. She didn't out. know Grog tried to kill Grandpa Wilhelm. She just know Grandpa Wilhelm was like, "Hey, gotta help me! I found this guy. He's dying." Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I see. She just knew that she's that he saved him from that. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. That was so cute. We love baby characters. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah that origin and baby characters right like all of it all of this episode it was it was kind of what we had mentioned as predictions at the end of the last episode or at the very least that i was like i think this is where the season is going i'm glad that it didn't culminate in this episode i was actually kind of afraid that it was going to i was like oh god there'd be so much to squeeze in considering we also have this b plot with scanlan introducing oh god what's her name kylie kylie kaylee kaylee yeah um which you're right that, we did get like, her this great. episode Whoever predicted that was yeah. a cross PJ. Yep, yeah, that was that was me. PJ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Oh, is that the character we've been waiting to see? Or one yes. of them? One of them. Yep. That is oh, Kaylee great. and Dr. Dranzel in the band. <clears throat> yeah. Great. I, okay. I did not. This is the first part of this show where I am disappointed by the adaptation of it. Really? Oh, really? Yes. We we should know. talk about that in the campaign yeah. comparisons yeah. for sure because I feel like that's that's the point to bring up uh, mm-hmm. a little bit of a critical feedback as it yeah. were on critical roles Legend yes. of Vox Machina. <laughs> but yeah, any what other reactions? Oh, do dude, have? Okay, so the intro to the episode, yeah. just all of them coming mm-hmm. in and savagely murdering all of those people. Like just to remind you, it is not for children's eighteen plus show. Mm-hmm. It's really it, graphic. It was very graphic, and then on top of that, the thing that got me is the kids that Grog kills on the roof that shoot him. Look, the girl looks a lot like Vex. If you look Mm. a little bit closely to the facial features, it feels reminiscent of them to kind of give it this energy of like, 
killed potential heroes and or like people in the world and that hurt and makes you feel also like rob's pain on the other side of that too where it's like i didn't understand fully i was i was in a cult quote but you know Ugh. there's a there's a the the opening shot like having the cornfield made me think that was going to be a different scene yep. and i'm almost happy it mm. wasn't there <laughs> yeah. oh okay yeah you reacted immediately and then didn't say anything yeah. after so it's like oh he <laughs> mm. knew something yeah i'm glad that didn't end up the way that i was think i i had the same thought totally oh. okay <laughs> so Watch out yeah. for cornfields, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I did also want to bring up the confrontation that happened between Scanlan and Pike, that like interpersonal moment as they're talking with each other. There was this brief flash of Scanlan, of whom has not been able to be pushed to any kind of extreme in, in terms of emotional reaction from anyone else. He's generally getting that from other people, where he blushes when she gets up close in his face. And it's just, it's a blink and you miss it, like two frame thing. And I was like, well done Shit's cute. as I was watching that. Shit's cute. Yeah, very cute. Yep. I, I hope they end up together one day. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> I, yeah. that, I feel like so this much is the I only wanna, relationship that I don't know yeah. if there's any payoff to. <laughs> but. Mm. There's so much I want to talk about, but I really, really want to know PJ's thoughts on campaign stuff. Yeah, so I know yeah, that we I have so much feel... more to talk about, but I think we just got to jump into is it. Is anything else? Is anything else? I, I, I tra- my like, brain's like oh, trying so hard to go back and think. We, we were talking about the brutality in the original scene. I got like Battle of the Bastards vibes almost yeah. immediately as they came out. The neck snap being the first thing, Oof. like reaching out of the grass and then grabbing the woman and snapping the neck Ugh. with one hand. It was like one hand, a one handed neck snap is a lot like yeah. a two hand. Like you got to you got to throw some weight around, but like a one handed like crunch on a wrist grab. Ugh, they do brutal. a real good job making the herd menacing and those knuckles fucking mm-hmm scary beating up his son in the end in the same way that's reminiscent of grog anyone who challenges him and he doesn't mm-hmm. care if they're family or not almost gives an interesting like not only power strength corruption <laughs> angle to the those but it mirrors craven edge in a weird way you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. the fists almost mirror the way that power and strength can corrupt like craven edge did and i like latched into that in my head immediately but that could just be the user too, which is the other side of it. Like, right. yeah, now, and, that um, it, now that Grog's grown really when he love, gets him, you know. And like, I really love the connection to Avatar: The Last Airbender. In the end, how it's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the main uh, guy was like, "Yeah, even my son, I'll hurt," and, and you know, bow down to the Storm Lord. Right? Quotations Lord. I'm doing, yeah. uh, Ozai, or the know, Fire it's the same, Lord. It's the same thing. It's the right. same thing. Right. Um, <laughs> I just yeah, love this readaptation of Avatar. It's like so cool. Really love it when Grog challenges Kevdak to an Agni Kai. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> I can't wait for the sister to show up out of nowhere. <laughs> it's just gonna mess up everyone. All right. All right. I think it's time for PJ for campaign because PJ is biting to say something mm-hmm. that is on the top of his mind before he can talk about anything else. And I think it related to the band. It was. There's there's just so many little changes to this meeting that I feel like cut out a lot of the emotional and, like, understanding of these, like, interpersonal characters, like, of these interactions that, like, I don't know how they'll go back and add those back in in a meaningful way, if that makes sense. If... If one of the things you're referring to is like the flirtatious element, I'm kind of glad they don't play that. But, True, yeah. but but 
because they, we're already sort of seeing a turn in Scanlan's sort of yeah. interactions in general. So that makes sense. Um, they excised the idea that Scanlan was a part of this band to begin they with. They did take that out, yeah. Which does... Like, mm, this was yeah. his old band. Um, I wish... Mm, okay. I mm. wish he was like, Dranzel, what the hell are you doing here? And they kept that. Yeah, um, interesting. But, yeah. And so um, they played it off as they totally didn't know each other. But All yeah. the pickpocketing yeah. that, like, they're just making Dranzel this, like, yeah. slimy, slime bag character. Yeah. So um, I guess we could say just outright to the people hmm. here that aren't familiar with the campaign, like, Dr. Dranzel and that crew, they're they're like a traveling band, but they're really just, like, con artists. And so, like, the band distracts while, like, one of them goes around and pickpockets everybody in the room type shit, and Scanlan was a part of that mm. troop at one point. Mm. Yeah. So. Is the doctor That's guy the so guy that was, like, li- going for an autograph or yes, something? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Dranzel, so. <laughs> That's great. That's that's so interesting because I, I would agree, PJ, to some degree with like your initial assessment of why they probably distanced is because Scanlon does feel scummy, but not in that way. And so that would feel almost that's interesting. I can understand. But yeah. even so, their meeting, the meeting of Kaylee and Scanlon is like an epic flute battle. Yes, that could have been <laughs> so <laughs> cool. Oh I could God. see us still getting the flute battle. Yeah, that could. In all happen. honesty, and like you know, Kaylee's not leaving. Clearly, she kind of like hung back. Yeah, the end there. There's more there. <laughs> um, in my opinion, at least, and having them. So in the campaign, the meeting between Dranzel and Kaylee and Scanlan that happens in Amon before the dragons attack. Yeah, mm. at a tavern when everything's happy. <laughs> This meeting, this interaction happens. It does happen. exactly the way that it does. Yeah. But they run back into meeting. them here. Oh. Got okay. it. Got it. So this is not usually the introduction point, exactly. which also tells me that this is more important and that there's more here immediately. That That's one of those things that I've always been like, again, campaign comparisons, right? We we were talking about like animation not always leaning into the long form storytelling in the same way, and it's treating these things kind of like you know these parts basically like movies. That's one of those things that I'm hoping that like they could could have planted maybe you know maybe it's not a mod, maybe it's uh, Vasselheim instead that they would have met at like a bar or something like that to to transition that part of the story as opposed yeah. to Amon. But <laughs> but yeah. also like, like how many how many rowdy bars are there in Vasselheim? They're pretty stuck. Yeah, up there. how many how many times can you do the Slayer's Take <laughs> yeah, in like exactly. the same scene? You know, a couple yeah. of times. Now I guess they so could have been that's performing a tough call. at the Slayer's Take, but that's like a way. That was different, my original thought. Like I was like, that's a way different vibe. But, if they still go the con man route, like it's one thing mm-hmm. to be like robbing dumb peasants in Amon. It's another to be like actively like doing the riskiest heist of your fucking life trying to rob the Slayer's <laughs> Take. <you know? laughs> that's so, true. Right. Yeah, I, I get it's what fair. you mean with the disappointment, PJ. I don't know if I'm, I'm not disappointed yet. If that makes sense, I think mm-hmm. the closest thing to the disappointment I have is in the, I liked the <laughs> dynamic that like, as as the show has been showing and as the campaign does, Scanlan used to be a huge scumbag, and he's getting better. And but even whenever we first meet him, he's better than he used to be. So right. I do like the idea that in Scanlan's backstory, he's part of this con man band. And then he runs back into Dr. Dranzel and there's kind of like this back and forth of like, does he kind of fall back into his old habits? Is he at really like kind of a better person at this point? And that ties a lot into some stuff that we shouldn't talk too much about because it's it'll show come up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Could it be the hat? 
<laughs> it, it's the hat. It just makes it's a hat. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, but, uh, PJ is this Hoyd? I would say as for <laughs> other things, like I'm not too disappointed whenever it comes to like the Kaylee interactions. I actually think Kaylee's a much more interesting character in this adaptation so far. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm worried about the the fact that they cut him out of this band in his backstory makes the placement of Kaylee not make that much sense anymore. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, though, like it was always kind of she coincidental joined that band. Yes, yes. But like, I think it still works in a lot of ways outside of that. Like, she intentionally joined a band that knows of and is admi- like admires Scanlan. You know, like that's fair. It's it's still connected. I uh, yeah, I'm I'm super curious to see how they continue to adapt it with what they've set up. I think she's a lot cooler and a lot less annoying in the show. <laughs> I don't like Kaylee very much. In the <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> totally, totally, totally fair. Yeah, real yeah. downer type, you know. But she has a lot more interesting personality and like getting the animated expression and having like someone besides just Matt as another NPC bring her to life gives you a little bit more emotion other than the surface level and i'm i'm digging that yeah I she's really cute a, she's pretty cute i hope we still get a flute battle that would be very good i there's a few spots i could see that happening in the future just with like the pre-op of like this idea of having a flute battle is like what if they spin the flute battle as opposed to them battling against each other as this and i hope that it happens the way that you intend to my brain fight. not knowing I, I think they're fighting off other people as uh, with flutes, right? So like, like it would Legolas be in the Umbrasil fight. Um... Yeah, like I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Kaylee was involved in the Umbrasil fight in the just, campaign. Just but if, like, if they bring her into it, it would be sick to have her and Scanlan. Even like they've established there's only one flute, like tossing the flute back mm-hmm. and forth, flute <laughs> battle style. You know, like I don't know if they do some shit like that, then that's like a payoff that's kind of worth some change. It could it could be neat. That's that's where my brain went with it. Yeah. After you introduced this concept of a flute battle, yeah. I was like, if that happens, okay. As an idea, yeah. you could spin that into like combat on the other side. It's also why I like this as the legend, right? As yeah. like in adaptation, you're allowed to change things to simplify, to move, to mm-hmm. add at times. And so, mm-hmm. you know, well, it's just yeah. fun to see more bars. I feel like better, we haven't seen any yes. like, at all. So yeah. just the one. <laughs> Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. (laughs) I'm just, I know we're not quite on to predictions yet, but do you guys have any knowledge or, well, I think Leslie might already kind of know, but any thoughts on who, like Kaylee, what's up with Kaylee? I don't know. I have no idea. Kaylee. I don't know. Oh, okay. Cool. 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 cool, cool, Um, I think she seems pretty cool and maybe she'll like flirt with Scanlan and then Pike will be like, am I jealous? I don't know. And then it'll be like a conflict, you know? Yeah, I think if Pike is gonna kill anyone, it's Kaylee. That's like my my long term my long term position is like mace to the face. I can see it happening here, like golden mace. Yeah, Everlight murders. Yeah, I would. I'll spoilers. I will a hundred percent confirm that tension between Pike and Scanlan stems from Kaylee. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> Which also, in, in some think... way, at some point. <laughs> hmm. 
that that does like lend an interesting note in listening to like the campaign notes here, right? Which is kind of what 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 Leslie and I are doing at the moment and taking those. And it's like, okay, so if I take the little bits from the campaign that you give me, where does my conspiracy brain go? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Crafty, crafty brain. And I'm like, okay, well, if they don't have a pre-existing relationship, that means one's develops Mm -hmm. pretty soon for conflict. (laughs) I am genuinely surprised that you guys are so in the dark about this based on how heavy handed some of those comments were in the show. Even art style. Like artistic mentions yeah. within it. Oh, are you talking about the characters' artistic style? I don't know. Who's the because the fuck? okay, so <laughs> when I okay, some maybe a shot in the dark that I'll just throw, and obviously you don't say anything. When right when that character came on, Kaylee came on screen. I was like, okay, like Scanlan and Kaylee do have like the same face. I don't know if they're maybe they're like siblings, and that's why he was in the band Mimic. or something. So, like, the love story could be just a total fluke. Wait a um, minute. But, like, they look like just the same. I gotta go check out her eye color real quick. Because, like, my brain. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go back and make sure those aren't the dragon's eyes real, real yeah, fast. Yeah, guys are saying, or, like, mm, oh, I'm surprised you didn't uh, catch anything. Now, across uh, the uh-huh. me, you're like, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I, love analyzing I love that it could be dead on or so far off. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> This this has to be very entertaining. I think I mentioned this in the very first episode, but this has to be very entertaining for PJ because mm-hmm. this is like the whole basis of our normal podcast, except for I am on the other <laughs> side. You know yeah. the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah I know everything. Yeah. And so like, I'm very good at playing coy around these things. No, a lot of time spent talking about Kaylee and Dranzel. Disappointments, hopes, things that were really cool. Differ- differing opinions all across the board. Theories. But let's let's talk about how fucking cool everything else was. Like the herd is brutal. Bringing Ripley mm-hmm. in on the back of a fucking dragon that wasn't in the dude, campaign like that. She's that badass. was fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, dude. She's like, oh, um, this gold. Appearance. Now yeah. she's like in it. Oh, yeah. it's so mm-hmm. cool. Scan that building- didn't quite catch her, but. In the I remember in the campaign future <laughs> conflicts with Ripley. I was like, who the fuck was Ripley again? Wait, and then I like would look it up and be like, right, right, mm-hmm. yep, remember Ripley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they kind of need the, to keep her, keep her in there. The show's mm-hmm. doing so well of like not really changing anything about her story or like canon of what's going on, but showing it as it's happening to where like later they're not like, and this is Ripley, and then Talison or Percy's like, ah, she's back, and I'm like, the fuck, like really like keeping her in the forefront, an evil POV, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. keeps you and it helps to have that, that in human pov on the evil side like it's luckily with like these types of dragons they are sentient and they speak and like it's not just mindless beasts or anything but like having that audience insert of evil is nice mm-hmm. yeah totally I don't oh, know what this is probably the only is, episode but... out of the three that i wanted to cry like yeah. Like, like all those people, and then the kitty people, the cats, the to be, oh, they're all like scared of Grog, tabaxi. and Grog was like, "Oh no!" That's oh. what breaks him. Yeah. Dude. Oh my god! And then he, I think he's gonna find his strength. Everybody, I think, I think it's so. coming. I okay. So, so I think I think we're in prediction realm. Unless you guys have other, I know the Kingdom Hearts. Thoughts. I, I'll like, just say that like. Mm-hmm. Sweetheart Grog is one of my favorite things from the campaign, and they're doing it so well, even better than the campaign in some ways. Like 
the tender relationship between Grog and Pike and Wilhelm and like mm-hmm. or Wilhand and just Grog's a big cutie and a big sweetie and he also loves killing and I like that those aren't ever portrayed as mutually exclusive. You know? like, yeah. Yeah. I think it's important. I think that that lends a lot of like humanity to violence in a certain way in the fantasy setting. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I love everything about sort of this era of Grog or the, this yeah. side of Grog and the interactions with Wilhand and like all of the horde, everything about it. I am totally on board. My only disappointment for this episode was what we talked about with Kaylee. So, yeah. Is for the record, is it the horde or the herd? I thought it was the herd. 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 I said herd. herd. I meant herd. Okay. Okay. Just making yeah, sure. Yeah. Just making sure. As I meant legally my, distinct my from Warcraft, Warcraft brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have subtitles <laughs> on. Like, so we're like, hyper <laughs> that. Yeah. The um, herd of storms. Yeah. Yeah. The the swarm. Zerg? What? What? <laughs> Starcraft? Do, Where are we? I do wish they like leaned a little bit more into that half giant sort of portrayal. Like I wish they were a little bit more bigger than normal humans. Rather than like show. seven mm. feet, they were like in that nine feet range or something. Yeah. yeah. I do think they still portray that well with the human that's a part of the herd that's not the same like ashen colored and tattooed body Mm -hmm. that shows that there is a a general a genuine disparity because that human is pretty small even though she is very tall and large comparatively to what I assume half orcs orcs, like or like just full orcs I assume that are like up there with them so it does show like Mm -hmm. these these guys are beefy but I do know what you mean like. Yeah, I think in the they're campaign, not, Grog is supposed bad. to be like nine feet tall. And in this, yeah. I'd, I'd put mm-hmm. him in that like seven-ish area, which is still fucking huge. But like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also noticed, so interestingly enough on that, like I noticed they released a silhouetted image for the Mighty Nine with the announcement of the animated mm-hmm. campaign, which they released a silhouetted image of the Mighty Nine with the announcement of campaign two for all the characters and similarly to this, they shrunk everyone a little bit. Like the the sizes aren't as mm. wild. Like, like, okay, yeah. So I'm curious if it's if it comes down to a framing issue. I'm sure it does. Probably. This this is like a constant thing with people talking about adapting Red Rising into animation or otherwise. Is like, <laughs> how do you have these obsidians are so golds? fucking big? Yeah. Or nine how do you make like golds are big, <laughs> reds are small, obsidians are huge? <laughs> what the fuck do you do? Like, how do you put a red and an obsidian on the camera at the same time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More difficult than anything Lord of the Rings did. Exactly. Um, because at least with Lord of the Rings, yeah. like they're supposed to look short and stubby. You know? <laughs> like mm-hmm. how do you make that still look like a normal person and that look like a normal person, but different? Yeah. <laughs> Just right. cast me. Two Movie people stacked magic, on top of baby. each other. Just cast, cast me and Crossland as all of the characters. As a fucking <laughs> All right, so, okay, here's so the deal. I'll play PJ. all the reds. Leslie will play all the reds. <laughs> I would also be a red. I would. I would barely fit into. Actually, I wouldn't be a red. I would be a gray. Yeah, by you could play a gray. Um, Me and Leslie will play reds. We can get like someone who's a like gold. six foot to be a gold, and then PJ can play the. Yeah. And it'll just be inches instead of feet differences. In, <laughs> in right, that's that has to be it. Like PJ's PJ a short is gold. obsidian size. PJ is a short a gold short in gold. real life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I have fuck? not read anyway. the books. I oh, you should read no them. Comment. Pretty good. Highly recommend them. Yeah, but, period. <laughs> <laughs> the audiobooks are great. If you like audio, listen to the audiobooks. They're excellent. I'll just um, call up Pierce. I'll be like, okay. 
Yeah. Hey, Pierce Brown, can you read these out loud to my wife? <laughs> There's three more yes. episodes, so I think we need just like one more big prediction of like what the hell is going to happen in these next three episodes. Like, obviously, you know, Grog and the big fight with his uncle and getting that vestige. Like, they'll definitely, mm-hmm. I think they'll definitely get it. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Grog get his powers I, back. I did want to. I did want to make this comparison while we're talking about Grog. I think that that fight is going to is going to like have mental flashbacks to the fight with the what's his name? Vroom? Groom? Groom? The the monk. Yeah. Earthbreaker Groon. We're gonna see flashbacks where it's like it's not about strength, it's about like how you mm-hmm. hold yourself. And so he is going to approach that fight and fight like Groon did, um, to show that he is strong. Right. And, and take a that's, level in that's going to feel so good. Yeah. Take a level in monk, basically. <laughs> <That'd be cool. laughs> yeah. I just wanted to add that there because I, I imagine that. Happening. Saying, what else did you have, Leslie? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm just gonna say, trying to oh. talk about predictions. What's yeah. up? On that same note, less of a prediction, more of a hindsight thing or like a, a prediction of hindsight. I really want to rewatch this season once it's all out in like one big go. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah. I do feel like the Earthbreaker Groom stuff almost feels a little out of place. But if you were to like watch that and like keep going and you're right. And like now that we're in Grog's story, it feels so relevant. And I'm so happy it was there. Mm-hmm. But like whenever mm-hmm. you just watch those episodes and then uh, you wait a week, you're like, why was that in there? You know, so it's really yeah. fun getting to see like where Grog's story goes and how that pays off. And I I bet you're right. Or even if you're not like even just the amount that they've been bringing up where he's like, you know, I know what real strength is now. Mm-hmm. Standing up for the little guy, like it does pay that moment off in a cool way, and I, I assume it will continue to pay off that moment. Yeah, that guy and I want to rewatch that episode now. You know, so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Leslie, I, I have the, I have the same thought, right? Like my, my brain goes to the reason that Kaylee is brought up now is maybe for something immediate like this back-to-back flute fight that we're pitching, but then obviously going forward into the next season, she is in that same groon point where it's like, this is about what's going to happen eventually, not about what's going to happen now, because she feels like she has the same sort of oracle weight. And so you want to place that here, just kind of like Ripley was involved in the previous story. Like you got to have those tithes to the next season that are going to pay off down the line. So in religious fervor, because that's how tithes pay off, I guess. I don't know. I don't know why I use the word tithe, but I had to make it work. So there we are. (laughs) What are your predictions, Leslie? What other ones? Well, let's see. There will be a dragon fight. Mm. I think. Probably with the acid one, because that's been the main one flying around. And then maybe like there'll be like a stinger or something of the hidden dragon in like Whitestone, like coming up or, or something you know so there's only like one more season for chroma conclave or two more i believe for they sure said one it's more, two but yeah yeah um i think okay. they said they were going to try to do it all in two but yeah. i'm not well so because only only exactly getting through said, one dragon out of four is like oh god <laughs> what they have specifically said and it was the way they announced that they've already been renewed for season three before season two came out was we were stressed about trying to figure out how to adapt Chroma Conclave into one season. And the good news is we can't. And we've been renewed for season three. Right. They never I watched that Comic Con panel said, live. I loved it. They never yes. technically said we can't and we'll finish it in season three. Oh. It's true. Mm-hmm. But, but I do think they'll end for I think that's the vibe. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> but honestly, well, like see. I feel like they're about a third of the way through. The Chroma Conclave okay. So I'm like, damn, next season gonna move fast. <laughs> so it's hard to say. 
and we won't we only know about these vestiges vestiges right now right the gauntlets and the bow we haven't yeah. been like introduced mm-hmm. more so yeah so there's oh. no more teased yet you know, yeah from myth carver and uh maybe, maybe i'm thinking slithers, maybe PJ. we'll get that sword myth carver myth, myth carver gauntlets the armor and the bow do they get any other vestiges yes the mantle okay yeah spoiler alert but that's yeah I don't know not everybody is, gets but... a vestige by the end in the oh well, don't say that i'm expecting like so much more <laughs> here's the deal and now you just crushed my dreams mm-hmm. you you not only crushed mine and leslie's dreams but also now i'm just going to be looking at every fireplace suspiciously <laughs> for when they're going to pick up the fireplace mantle yes. and run away with it on the back it's like <laughs> And is also, what god, the hearthbringer? Like, which which <laughs> god is it that <laughs> uses a mantle as their fucking vestige? All right. Champion of cozy places. Cozy. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Cool, cool, cool. It's like, it's it's just like the god of all Tauruses. Just, I like being comfy <laughs> and eating good food. Yeah. Wow. It's whoever could do this worships, I assume. But. Yeah. I don't know what else to predict other wild than mother, right? yeah, but, yeah, dragon fight, yeah, grog yeah. fight, vestige retrieval lightstone um, might be fucked again i don't know stuff things. obviously our Feywild party has to come back right mm-hmm. like that's that's the next thing that we're going to see there is they're going to arrive nearby I, I assume one assumes unless they have some other way to get that information out about where they are maybe they run into the rest of the band at a tavern at a different city and then they come to realize and quickly you know walk to a tree or something mm. but I'm very curious as to how that interaction. I would happens. say within the within the predictions, <coughs> going back to shit that's like been specifically said mm-hmm. in the show, they were all like the plan was to go to Westrun. Oh yeah, yeah, they that. were. So yep. like once they get back, they won't mm-hmm. know where that they're going to Westrun. They know that's where the only other vestige they know about is. Right. So yeah, it's it's just a question of how they get there. That yeah. was kind of my thought process. Is more like where where are the friends are they going to run into the rest of the band? And, they do yeah. have, like how will they like, get back? Yeah. Like Keyleth alone has the capability of scrying and teleportation by by trees or teleport mm-hmm. by plant. So like she could yeah. just look at Pike, like scry on Pike, and then teleport the party yeah. there. Also, yeah, we I'm not saying it's not possible. We don't know where Garmili sent them, or yeah, oh, so Taldore. That was it. Which, which is the the whole continent, the continent. Yeah, yeah. so the country, it's totally possible. Guess, he's just like, all right, and back to your friends. You know, <laughs> like they might literally pop out of a portal. Because again, this, none of this, they weren't separate in the campaign. These weren't happening simultaneously, <sighs> so I have no clue. They mm-hmm. might pop out of a portal mid grog fight into the pit. You know, I mean like, that character didn't know they had friends in this situation. They that just... character is revealed to be an archfey, which is basically a god that would know everything. Oh, oh well, whatever. <laughs> I did find it interesting that we got two archfey in one episode. By the yeah. way, I just didn't say as such because that wasn't revealed yet. You punk! Well, he, no. <laughs> they they show the entire cosmos in his eyes. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. I was like, uh, whoa. Erevos. All right. Yes. Any other Very comments fair. to be made? I think not from myself. It's going to be a good last three episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think it's, I think we, go ahead, PJ. Did you have? You oh, I was just agreeing. Oh, yeah. I I am definitely very excited for these last three episodes. I wanted to say that I think that we had discussed maybe at the end of episode two 
that the way to watch this is probably going to be to do it all at once and then give like full season notes and like do a full just stretch of two hours of recording or whatever and just talk through the whole thing and talk about the episodes all at once. Yeah, I think we should all watch them uh, when it comes out and then we rewatch it so we really know. Sure. What's going yeah. on? I, I yeah. might need two watches on these, honestly. I that think... way I can actually take notes on the rewatch. Yes. <laughs> yeah. My prediction is episode 10. First five minutes, yeah. Grog beats Kevdat, gets the knuckles, they go to Amon. Grog punches Thordak so hard his head explodes. Mm. Uh, episode 11, all the other dragons come. They see that Grog punched Thordak's head so hard it explodes. They swear fealty to him. He becomes the new big bad. Mm. Episode 12, the rest of the group goes back to Whitestone, so that weird spinning black orb of death from the end of last season, oh, yeah. summons the whispered one through it that they stopped last season, and then Only team up he. with him to defeat <laughs> yeah. the new god, Grog Strongja. I think that that's... It sounds about that's right. That's my prediction. Spoiler alert, Josh Jeez. Very true. No? <laughs> well, if anything off? else happens besides that, I'm going to be disappointed. But something I just thought of that <laughs> I haven't seen in like, maybe since like the first episode or two, has there been Matt Mercer cameos? Like, yeah. Like character yeah, face cameos? Yeah. Yeah. In every episode, really? I'll have to go back and check, but either voice or face. I don't know about both every time, but yeah, it was definitely a a voice this time. Yeah. Yeah. He was definitely. And so was Liam. Liam's voice and Matt's face were both guards in Singorn last episode. Yes. Liam was a screaming Goliath, like not a screaming, but like a shouting Goliath walking away in one of the scenes. And I went that that's Liam for sure. So fun to pick him. I just like, yeah, nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know they've talked about how they do through the first pass before the animators, they do all the scratch themselves. So every single character at some point is voiced by one of the eight of them. And then the actors come in and record over the scratch once the animation is set up. But sometimes that scratch just stays. (laughs) So, yeah. That's naturally. (laughs) The actors couldn't surpass the gods. (laughs) Like, I know Travis did the scratch for Kasha. And they talked about that a lot and him and Will Friedle work together all the time and Will Friedle's usually his voice director on a certain project that's ongoing so he was making fun of him for Aww. playing his character yeah that's all <laughs> <laughs> naturally cute awesome well I think that'll be the plan is to watch it all and then to talk about it all at once so for yeah. those of you at home of whom have been following along with this of course, or that are following along with this, come in with all those episodes prepared. You've probably already been doing that for these. I don't know why. I assume that maybe you're pausing them in the middle and listening to us, <laughs> a bunch of obtuse fools doing this the way that we do. But hope you enjoyed the format. We're going to break it on the last one. Like, you know, we're want to do. Keep you on your toes. I'm just too excited. Yeah. Pee pee yeah, on your toes? What? You keep know, you on your toes, but pee pee on, pee-pee your, toes, on your toes sometimes. No. <laughs> just real quick, pee pee on the toes, just like a little short stream, but just like <laughs> just a second. It's, is it pee pee I mean, on like, your own toes? Because that's just like peeing outside, but it went bad. Right. Or is it pee pee on someone else's toes? Because that's <laughs> bring really it sexual. back in, <laughs> bring it back in. <laughs> oh no, this is a bit we don't have mom. to get All into. Right. That's okay. <laughs> Okay. We can end the pee pee on your toes bit right there. So thank you so much, Josh and Leslie, for coming on the show and of chatting course. with us again. We're gonna so just sorry. leave it on the on the pee pee on your toes. 
That's the first second. That's legitimately what I thought you said. And then, like, by the time I made the I joke, also I realized did. it was yeah. pee on your toes. But I was like, yeah, dude, pee on them toes, I guess. Whatever yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> so good. Hey, man, whatever gets pee on your so toes. Bad. You know? so. All right, just do the outro. PP on your toast. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to check out <laughs> Catacomb Parties, Tales of Kana on social media and, and on <laughs> whatever. We'll get through this, I swear. We're just releasing the finale or just released the finale, I believe, for for camp or like season one. By the time this comes yes. out, it's probably all out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all of the, it's definitely season done. two is about halfway. Yes. Oh my god, this is coming out next week. <laughs> sure <laughs> is. This, sure one, this one's is. coming out the week following. To be fair, this one is coming out the week of the seventeenth. But <laughs> next week we will, Sounds as we discussed, bitches. finish this season of the Legends of Vox Machina all at once. And in general, you can check out the links in our show notes where you can find our schedule, Patreon, previous episodes, and websites social media accounts fucking all of it in one one spot super easy yeah as pj had mentioned words whiskey pod on twitter instagram reddit facebook etc words and whiskey show gmail.com patreon.com forward slash words and whiskey check us out also follow catacomb party at catacomb party on all of the things including mastodon which was a funny meme this week inside of the episode so very appreciative of all of you for listening to this we'll see you next week for the end of that and later Bye. Oh, uh, last one back's a troll deck. Bye. Yeah, bye. Bye.